point is, the end result is the same. Duty calls. I have searched the world over before you. That is so cool. You guys all just have this really tight bond. Just call me the computer whisperer. He seemed so nice and normal. You don't want to come back to my place? That smell makes me nauseous. I thought it was going to be a slow night. It's fucking fantastic. I love that sound. Can we go now? Good morning to you. Good morning. It's not morning, but okay. Yeah. Uh, welcome to Beer with Buffy. I'm Josh. I'm Rex. And today on Beer with Buffy, we're going to be reviewing Season 5, Episode 6, Family. Family. Everybody loves family, don't they, Rex? You know, I find it absolutely hilarious that we're recording this today. Oh. Today's Father's Day. Ha! It is. Yeah. Yeah. It's our favorite word, everybody. Family. <laughs> it might as well be a four-letter word. <laughs> but it has multiple meanings. And this episode, I think, is exactly the ticket for explaining what I mean. But you know what Rex is going to explain to you? I'm going to list off our executive producers. Exactly. How many sadists are out there funding <laughs> our hedonism, Rex? Yes. Lots of people. Getting to be a hell of a list, actually. Uh, oh? Yes. How, how many? 23, to be exact. I'd like a demonstration. <laughs> we have Jay Sommer, Paul Dahlheimer, Christina, Lauren Jewell, Catherine Parkinson, Karen Moon, Chris V-Man, Catrick J. Fur. Wait, we're still not at 23? Holy shit. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Hilly Hilfman, Scarlett Choi, Janella Lindauer, Simo Pinty, Meredith McCaslin, Rose Clark, C in quotes heaps, Andy Burgess, K. Fronome, Father DeFenestrato, <gasps> Methuen DeBurr, mm -hmm. Kelly McAdams, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Shuby Pathic, Jesse Rain and Carrie Phillips. Thank you so much. Without you, this show literally isn't possible. Oh, mm, 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 mm. uh, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. There it is. Ooh, and uh, there's some lightning happening outside. Very nice. Very nice. That's, that's our cue <laughs> from the heavens to inform you that if you would like to be one of these names, all you have to do is head on over to www.patreon.com slash beerwithbuffy. Because our old subdomains don't work. Yes. Same for our store. You can pretty much just find everything at www.beerwithbuffy.com. We have links there, but, you know, don't do not do the... You don't, you don't have to have the www. Don't... I know. It's, you know, people expect it, though. No. People want it. No. People, nobody wants it. People like it. There's a reason you can just type a website in, beerwithbuffy.com, and it will take you right to the page. Give the people having... what they want, Rex. I'm old-fashioned. I'm like... Tara's dad. <laughs> Super old-fashioned and abusive. Okay, not like him at all. Never mind. Um, do, you do, know, do, speaking of abusive parents, I think it's time for a uh, parental synopsis. That's a hell of a segue. Right? I appreciate it. I was proud yeah. of it. Joshua! What, what the hell is a segue? <laughs> Are you riding scooters again? <laughs> no, I... I never have. Well, then what the hell are you doing, Joshua? <laughs> I was enjoying not living in the same city as you. What the fuck are you doing in my room? Oh, honey, you know I don't respect your boundaries. They're silly. Why do you even have them? <laughs> also, the door was unlocked. Jimmying the lock doesn't count as unlocked. Who's Jimmy and what disgusting things are you doing with him? 
Now pack your bags, you're coming home! I can't allow you to live this gay life anymore! <laughs> Jesus. What the fuck is wrong with you, Mom? Jesus? Yes, that's who you should be fucking! Jesus will fuck the demon right out of you! <laughs> I, th <laughs> <laughs> I thought... What? I thought you didn't want me to live a gay life. It's not gay if it's Jesus, Joshua. <laughs> oh my god. Thank you, Mom, for assisting me with this reenactment of what the extremist right sounds like to reasonable people. Oh god. <laughs> You're welcome, Joshua. So did you want to get dinner to... So mom was just leaving while I enjoy this little fantasy of not living at home for a moment while I tell you all about today's episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And boy howdy, is it a doozy. Who's boy howdy? Are you being gay with him, Joshua? <laughs> Couldn't he come to dinner too? Go away, mom. You're never getting grandchildren. <laughs> I'll see you at home, Joshua. <sighs> <laughs> the problem is she's not wrong. So, <laughs> so Glory sends some Leoc demons to attack Buffy in a half-cocked attempt to take her down. Unfortunately, Tara's family is in town and is trying to force her to move home because they've told her she's a demon and will show her true form on her 20th birthday. So Tara casts a spell on the Scoobies to hide demons from them. This backfires horribly because immediately the Leoc demons arrive and wreak havoc on the Scooby gang at the magic box with their newfound invisibility power. Spike shows up because Harmony heard the rumor that Buffy was getting attacked and he just wanted to watch. But he helps anyway because he's very confused about his feelings for Buffy. Tara shows up in the nick of time and removes the spell. The Scoobies stand with her in solidarity and prevent her father and abusive crony family from stealing her back. And even Spike lends his brain chip to assist in proving <laughs> she's not really a demon. They all celebrate Tara's birthday at the bronze and Willow and Tara are more in love than ever. The end. Ladies, gentlemen, spiny-headed creatures. Cold open. Yeah, we open to, I think it's Tara's room, or it's Willow's room. You know, I really don't know. It might, uh, there was a cat there. They don't live together, right? No, they don't live together. Because Willow's still in a dorm room, and yeah. Tara's just in a different dorm room. I think, I think it's Willow's room, because the cat is in Willow's room. Because w later, when we see Tara and her dad in Tara's room, there's no cat. That we noticed. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, let's go with that. Sure. Yeah. Tara tells Willow a bedtime story. An adorable little story about a kitty that went to the pound and got adopted. But and there were dolphins there. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of a story is it without dolphins? Honestly. I mean, it's not a story worth hearing. Exactly. <laughs> so, but Willow ruins the punchline. Sounds like she's been taking lessons from you, Rex. Oh, fuck you. Well done. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but Willow uses her emotional manipulation to get snuggles, and I approve. Yes. I mean, Tara was being self-deprecating anyway and wanted to stay up all night just to read, just to keep up with Willow and maybe yeah. someday be useful to the Scooby gang. 
I'm like, oh, Tara. I actually suspect that she was digging into the books harder because she's afraid of what's happening to her. Oh, you know, in retrospect, that makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, she thinks she's part demon. Yep. And we don't know what the fuck's going on with her at this point. Yeah. And like, we've got these weird things from past episodes that they reminded us of in the previously on Buffy. So we finally get an explanation as to why she threw the dust behind her instead of casting that demon finding spell yep. with Willow. Yep. And apparently this is all on the same night that Buffy had found out that Dawn was the key. Because uh, Willow mentions that Buffy went to the factory tonight. Yeah, I think these events right here with Willow and Tara is immediately after that. And then is it the morning after when Buffy's telling Giles? Or do you think it's, that's probably the same night? I think it's the same night. That would make sense. I she think, wouldn't hang on to that for yeah, a night. I think she called Giles shortly after the closing scene of last episode when uh, it's her and Dawn sitting on Dawn's bed. That makes sense. Yeah. Because, no, you're right. She would not have fucking held on to that. Yeah, that's too big a news. Which, anyway, cut there to Buffy's house where Buffy and Giles are sitting in Buffy's living room. She's basically giving the rundown about what's going on with Dawn and fighting the demon who is Glory that nobody else knows. The Inglorious Beast. Glorificus. Yeah. I was going for an Inglorious Bastards reference, but, you know, whatever. So she can't send Dawn away to her dad's because he's a piece of shit and he lives in, what, Paris or France? Spain. Spain, that's right. He doesn't live there. He's just there fucking secretary. Completely the same place, Paris and Spain, obviously. But yeah. I mean, to be fair, they're really close together. It's like, you know, Ohio to us. Hmm. And yet, completely different worlds. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. But yeah, he's there with his secretary. The implications are exactly what you think they might be. They can't tell the rest of the Scoobies about Dawn either because they'd act weird around her. I agree. Oh, yeah. The more hush-hush you keep this, the safer she will be. Oh, and uh, by the way, Glory's going to be coming for us. Dun-dun-dun! Cut to Yes. Well, and I do want to make a note here that Buffy's entire attitude here is all about determined to protect Dawn at all costs. I love that they touched on Giles' line was, so she doesn't even know that she's not your sister or something like that. And I'm like, yes, thank you, because that is the most important plot point. Yes. And I appreciate that they're actually using that as an explanation, because so often they completely steamroll the most important points and just use other shit just to drum up drama. And I'm like, stop it. Right. You're annoying the fuck out of me. This is one of the few fucking times where they're like, we can't tell anybody. And I actually agree. Right. Yeah. Like, there's no, they definitely need to not tell Dawn. There's actually tactical value to it this time. Exactly. About fucking time. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Hey, guys, we've been drumming this bad writing tactic into our scripts for like five seasons now. Do you think maybe we should use it properly one of these times (laughs) or just stop doing it? Let's use it properly and then hopefully for future episodes, stop doing it. Well, I'm not going to stop doing it. So I guess you're going to have to figure out a way to make it proper, huh? Fuck you, Joss. So quick cut back to the factory where we see Glory busting out of the rubble and she's angry. I'm surprised it took that long. Right. Uh, It seems like the implication here is that there was at least about an hour that she was buried under that rubble. Yeah. And she seems stronger than that to me. I didn't think some rubble would really bother her much. Yeah. I honestly... 
I said bother really weirdly. You did. That it would really bother her that much. There there we go. I got my, my nice <laughs> Midwestern nasally back. <laughs> I didn't think it would bother her that much. <laughs> and then I ran down to the store and bought some milk. <laughs> God. Um, <laughs> that was amazing and awful. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, honestly, when Buffy was outside with the monk... Yeah. I was like, move! Fucking run! Go! <laughs> run, bitch! Run! Terminator Cordelia is coming for you! <laughs> <laughs> Opening credits! Back to the dorms. Yes, back to the school dorms where the Scoobies are all moving Buffy out of the dorms. And Anya's a little... Pissy's not the right word. A little... She's a little... Anya. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just about the fact that they only recently moved Buffy into the dorms, and now they're moving Buffy out of the dorms. Let's be fair. If I had to move you twice in a week, I'd be pretty pissy, too. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> Buffy seems to be panic moving out of her dorm back home, and we happen to know that it's so that she can more properly protect Dawn. Yeah. And it's probably the smart move, even though it's... It's coming off scary overprotective. And it's twofold here because there's also, with her mom being sick, she spends more time at home anyway and can save some money. And, like, that's a legitimate reason, too. That's the only reason that came out of her mouth this entire episode that made any sense. Yeah. But also, like, it does make sense that she should probably be living at home with Dawn to protect Dawn better. Absolutely. My original point. And so even when Dawn leaves the room the dorm room here just for a moment unannounced Buffy is already just losing her shit over yeah. it yeah had a quote of the day here Xander and Riley are moving <laughs> a box or something together and Xander's like ow my thumb necessary opposable thumb <laughs> Riley says sorry cry baby <laughs> they end up fighting and, and Xander's line was one of my quotes of the day Buffy's giving Giles shit about not really helping a whole lot, and Giles is like, I'm going to be kind of in a patriarchal role. Well, because she points out that he's doing the least amount of help that can technically be considered helping. Yes. And his line is, well, I saw myself in more of a a patriarchal sort of role. You know, lots of pointing and scowling. (laughs) Immediately points at Riley and Xander, says, you two, stop that. And they're fighting, and Riley's like, he started it, and Xander's like, he called me a bad name. I think it was bad. It might have been Latin. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they were. so they were in the middle of uh, this mating ritual that you would think they'd want to keep in private, but, you know, good on them for being proud of who they are. (laughs) Uh, Extra props to Buffy and Anya for being cool with it. Right. (laughs) No, they're just... (laughs) That poly life. They're just wrestling... No, I do like when they're discussing the dorm, Xander's like, oh, you're going to give up this suite? You got two rooms. That's great for body French farce. I'd love to see some farce. I love farces. Yes. You were in a farce. That's why I live a farce. (laughs) (laughs) And you've never seen that Mitchell and Webb look. They have this amazing sketch called the Body 70s Hospital, where... Oh my god. Literally everything that everybody says is a double entendre. And it's like <laughs> Austin Powers, but it's done well. And it's just a hospital setting. So it's like Scrubs set in the 60s on crack. Or 70s, whatever. Because it's specifically called Body 70s Hospital. I can't even try to do it justice right oh, now. Oh yeah, I don't, just I don't know look how it up. It's that. amazing. <laughs> um, you have a deep love for British comedies. I do. Yeah. 
they're amazing. But yeah, and this is when Buffy is like, you know, I need mom's sick. I gotta, be, I'm home more than I'm here. I should save money. All smart reasoning. Uh, this is when they realize that Dawn's not right there, and she's like, "Oh my God, where's Dawn? Oh, there she is. It's okay. Oh, yeah, <laughs> breathe, breathe, breathe. Okay. Oh, my back. Oh boy, that Glory lady sure is a bitch, but she doesn't know her name yet. So you know, we gotta kill her and stuff. Too is like, oh yeah, you learn her source, and uh, we'll introduce her to her insect reflection. <laughs> and no one laughs. Anyone? Nobody dust (laughs) (laughs) also british comedy reference yes so uh, that was funny if you uh studied tagler and mythic rights and are a complete dork she's very self-deprecating yeah and then i like riley's response is like why didn't xander laugh (laughs) i don't know that tagler and stuff (laughs) implication being he's self-admittedly a huge dork yeah because he he is is. he is anyway tara runs off she's all mad at herself yeah but Willow reminds everyone that it's Tara's birthday tomorrow. Yeah. At the bronze. Oh, that oh that felt good. I should have saved it for when we go to the bronze. I know, but, but oh. Hey, just, what can I say? We both were just bursting. We needed to say it. Deep need. Deep. Very deep. Deep need. We're going to do it again <laughs> later. Oh, yeah. yeah. Going back for seconds. Oh, yeah. Def- like, there's just <laughs> such, a, such a need. <laughs> but yeah, uh, she's throwing Tara a birthday party, and everybody fucking forgot. Yeah, deer in the fucking headlights. Everyone's like, um, Tara's birthday is the one that I look forward to the most, yes. actually. Um, hey, Toads, hey, McGoats. Who's Tara? Do we know a Tara? I'll murder you. <laughs> <laughs> Once upon a time, there was, um, kitty she was very little and she was all alone and nobody wanted her did the kitty get chosen by some nice people well now you ruin the ending cut to the hospital yes where dr nurse man uh nurse ben Dr. Nurseman is watching another crazy patient with no history of mental illness get wheeled in directly through the pharmacy lobby, because that's where they do that. Yep. Uh, just as he ends his shift. So he heads into the locker room, and uh, he starts uh, doing a bit of a strip tease. Must be 420, because it's <clears throat> naked, naked, naked time. Also, dinner time for some random snack demon. Yes. He's a snack. <laughs> it's dinner time at the hospital. Hey, Ben, I'm a snake. I see you have a snake, too. (laughs) Is that what you guys keep in your pants? It's your snake holder. (sighs) Coming to get your snake. Anyway, Glory grabs the demon. (laughs) Yeah, Glory's like, hey, you, snake. Come here. And he's like, I'm a snake. She's like, I know, you're a snake. I'm going to snake you. Snag, but no, she snags him. Yes. <clears throat> Not snake. Anyway, magic shop now. <laughs> <laughs> Back to duh. We don't need to say yeah, duh magic don't. box anymore. Nope. At least not for the this magic episode. box. Where uh Anya's excitingly working in retail. <laughs> oh oh you sweet, sweet summer child. Said no one ever. <laughs> I'm enjoying retail. She's just so happy to be part of the system. <laughs> <laughs> My dad's not a phone. <laughs> I knew you were going to go there. That's great. 
Anya, quote of the day here says, Thank you for coming. We value your patronage. Please come again for more purchases. Really taking this advice that Xander gave her to heart. Yeah. Except instead of being disingenuous, she seems to really mean these things she's saying. Yes. Please come back and give us your money some more. (laughs) She gets a cut of that money. She does. I hope she's getting a percentage and not an hourly rate. I doubt it, though. Well, she asks for overtime later in the episode, so I think she's getting an hourly rate. Yeah, probably. So she's having a great time until the other shoe drops here, and Giles tells her to go organize shipments or some shit. And she's like, no, that's boring. I just want to handle the money. (laughs) (laughs) So I think I see why she likes this job. It's because her boss is a goddamn whelp. Ripper the pushover, they'll call him. (laughs) Ripper the dull-edged pair of scissors that you can't even use for wrapping paper anymore because you cut too many pizzas with it and didn't wash them right away. That's why they call him Ripper. Yeah. Ripper the boss man. That sounds awful. Running a retail shop. Enter Buffy and Xander. They're talking about how they both forgot it was Tara's birthday. I thought it was funny here. Anya says, uh, hey, hi to Xander. And Xander's like, give me sugar. I've come to buy sugar. And uh, she's like, mm, we value your patronage right after they kiss. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, this is adorable, but also confusing. I was like, why is Xander kissing that girl? Get your hands off her. Oh, oh, right. They're a couple. <laughs> weird all right it is weird (laughs) but it's also nice when they have moments like this that add a bit more meat to the relationship Mm. and it's just background yeah it makes it feel more realistic they do a lot of good character building that's just little blips of the scenes yeah exactly that don't have anything to do with the main plot and it really fleshes it out it breathes life into the episodes and this is one of those moments yeah so giles has had no luck narrowing down who the hell glory is uh because they literally know fucking nothing about her mm-hmm. except that she looks like a blonde cordelia who's like a terminator super strong <laughs> and terminator you know. cordelia <laughs> oh brilliant yeah the cordelia demon the the one that bores you to death with self-absorbed drivel about fashion and superiority well great we can all just go home now then can't we buffy <laughs> yeah giles is super pleased with that description and xander has himself a nice little dramatic moment does he yeah. oh yeah yeah, yeah he's yeah. like uh, we gotta find her and slams his hands down on the table yeah his line is the answer is here somewhere <laughs> it's right in front of us and we're too blind to see it jim damn it jim i'm a Doctor, not a librarian. <laughs> Luckily for him. I actually kind of wish that was exactly the right li- the real line. Right. That would have been great. <laughs> Luckily, Giles is a librarian. Yes. So, oh yeah, Xander and Buffy talk a little bit about it being Terry's birthday. And they pretty much are like, yeah, too bad we don't really know her at all. Yeah, they're like, she's nice. She's so nice. But she <laughs> likes Willow. Yeah, that's great. And yeah, I, I like the because Xander's like, well, I don't know really anything about her. I know she likes Willow, but she already has one of those. <laughs> and you're right. She does, in fact, already have one of those. And also Xander had lied about getting her a gift. She has not. And Buffy is, in fact, exasperated that she has to be buggered with going to this party, which is the exact opposite of what she said earlier, which was along the lines of, oh, it'll be a great distraction. What fun. <laughs> So they both were just lying their tits off. 
Yeast. To keep Willow happy, essentially, because well, keeping you know. Tara happy keeps Willow happy. Because it, it seems Tara's not entirely wrong and isn't just being hard on herself. There's really no connection between them and Tara. But that's what this episode is for. Right. Well, and part of it, it's obvious up to this point that she's not really fully invested herself in it. Tara herself is kind of standoffish with the group because Mm -hmm. she's afraid of herself. And that makes all the interactions kind of surface only. And yeah, I think this is the episode that fixes it. Anyway, Xander (laughs) tells Buffy to go in back and work off some of her tension. Yeah, she's a bit stressed. Smash cut to Spike Slayer. Yes. Where it looks like someone is working up some tension (laughs) with his penis. And it's Buffy. Buffy's using her gigantic lady penis to slap around Spike with it as he squeals with glee. You know, he's he's finally getting some good punches in here because they're fighting and it's a super good fight. And uh, and you know it's not real because, you know. No, no, I guess. No, no. The chip just doesn't work if you have permission to hit someone. It's consent based. (laughs) <laughs> this show is so ahead of its time oh my god yeah I don't, I don't think that's what's happening at all i don't think so tim yeah <laughs> i don't think so josh so nope it's it's all a fantasy while he is actively having sex with harmony yeah way to ruin it because spike <sighs> and buffy get into it <laughs> see willow is totally taking lessons from you you're the master <laughs> spike and buffy get into a position where she's over top of him And he's backed against the wall, slumped over, and he punches her legs out from under her, splaying her legs so that she falls straddling him. And he picks her up and runs around the room with her tits (laughs) in his face and her legs wrapped around him. And I don't think this is a fight anymore so much as a wet dream. (laughs) Cut to Spike's bedroom where him and Harmony are fucking. Or, you know, they just finished. (laughs) apparently not anymore (laughs) it's pretty well over at this point oh blondie bear what you thinking about oh just you harmony liar (laughs) i'm thinking about ending the world harmony all right but how are we gonna do that (laughs) i've misplaced my rubber pants Back to the magic box. Yeah, back to the magic box where uh, Xander and Buffy are still talking about gifts and stuff. And Giles asks if they've found anything. They're like, oh, no, we, we don't know what we're going to get, Tara. Turns out they're talking about gifts and not research. And he was very confused. But quote of the day here from Giles, because they're like, we don't know what to get her. And Giles says, you're in a magic shop and you can't think what Tara would like. I believe you're both profoundly stupid. You're both pieces of shit, and I can prove it mathematically. (laughs) (laughs) This has been a long time coming anyway. (laughs) I'm going to draw a graph. And then Xander's like, what what are we going to get her? Some cheap crystal ball? Giles is like, well, you better not. Mine's already wrapped. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, jeez. I thought they were saying that was for amateurs just last episode. they were. Those dicks. Those fucking dicks. Like she wouldn't already have one. Come on. Yeah. So she probably has like four. Right. 
So some fucking asshat comes in and starts rifling through their table worth of books. Are these magic books? <laughs> do, you, do you have like spells to turn people into frogs and shit? Giles gently informs him that this is the private collection. Yes. And uh, he, of course, takes that as his cue to continue rifling through the private collection of books. They all need to have Monica more backbone and be like, hey, dude, hands off these fucking books that are not for sale. Yeah. I think they're all just so taken aback by this behavior because it's like, wow. I didn't think that level of douchebaggery could find its way into our shop. Yeah, seriously. Well, the dude looks exceptionally out of his element, and like you're, you immediately get the vibe of like, are you in the wrong shop? Right. He's clearly yeah. not there because he takes any kind of magical shit seriously, yeah. and he's just there to mock people. And it seems kind of seems like that's just the kind of person he is in general. Yeah. And, you know, we immediately learn that uh, he is, in That's fact. exactly the perfect knee-jerk response. Because Tara and Willa enter, cackling about Tara's joke from earlier, the one that fell completely flat. And we find out his name is Johnny. And he's Tara's brother. I, I have Donnie. I heard Johnny. Um, I think it, his name is Who Gives a Shit. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Douche. <laughs> <laughs> his name is Douche. Salt truck runs into a water truck. <laughs> that's that's his name. Yes. And uh, he's, what, you don't have a hug for your big brother? Tara's like, Willow, this is Johnny, my brother. The reason I'm not in any way sexually attracted to men. <laughs> Collective groan of understanding ripples throughout the Scooby gang. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Did you notice that Tara's stutter comes back the moment she sees him? Fucking immediately, the entire time, anytime she talks to her family, yep. stuttering. Because yeah. they're abusive pricks. Yep, and then uh, enter Tara's dad and cousin Beth. The whole fucking scene is super painfully awkward. Yep, yep, that about describes it. Yep, and uh, <clears throat> but yeah, basically, if you took a rod the size of the Republican Party and <laughs> rammed it up the ass of every Puritan that ever existed simultaneously... <laughs> You might get a clue as to how much I want to punch your dad in the fucking face just for existing. <laughs> a rod the size of the Republican Party. That is correct. <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> yeah. No, that that's wholly accurate. Luckily they fuck off pretty quick. Yeah, you know, they come back eventually, but they fuck off for now. But, you know, he swoops in and basically commands her to get dinner with him so they can catch up this evening. Yes. And uh, I fucking hate the ass backwards way that he says it. Well, I don't mean to I don't mean to interrupt your plans. I know we've come on you kind of suddenly, but I thought we could have dinner. It's like, I don't mean to interrupt your plans, but clearly you don't give an ass monkey's flying fuck if you do. And that's just a thing you learned to say when you're in front of people. Yeah. Fuck you. It's like when people are like, I'm, I'm sorry to bother you. Then No, why? you're fucking not. Then why are you? You probably shouldn't. Well, luckily they fuck off quick and it's research mode. Research, research, research. Yeah, they fuck off with her petrified looking cousin Beth and his flying monkey of a son, Johnny or <laughs> Donnie or Johnny. <laughs> So they go into research mode, like you said. Hopefully yep. that'll drown out the childhood trauma a wee bit. <laughs> Probably not. But hey, no. worth a shot, right? Nothing ever really does. 
Uh, cut back to Buffy's mm-hmm. later, where Buffy returns home and uh, turns out that Riley has been here the whole time packing away her things as if she'd never left. Good for him. It's creepy that he knows where she puts all her shit. That just means he pays attention and he loves her, right? It's not obsessive at all. It's a bit much. It is a bit much. But uh, Buffy freaks out on Don immediately for trying to go to a friend's house across the street, (laughs) citing that she's a bad influence because she's short. (laughs) Yeah, I don't want her hanging out with those short people. Nice cover, Buffy. Very nice. Riley notices something's up. Yeah, you think? (laughs) Can't imagine. There's too many teenagers out there trying shortness, and we just can't have that. (laughs) He offers to get the initiative's help if they're in that kind of trouble, and Buffy doesn't want any more people involved than necessary. And uh, Riley, of course, takes this very personally. Yeah. Which... It's a twofold thing, I think, here. I agree. I agree. He wants in, and... Buffy is not telling him shit. Mm -hmm. She has a good reason not to. But she's not communicating very well that she has a good reason. Right. Like, if she, in this moment, was just like, look, there are some things going on. I have to kind of play it close to the chest for safety purposes, and I need you to just trust me. And if she said that, he would immediately be like, okay. Yeah. I was going to say, I wish Riley could just trust her, but... I wish she could communicate better, too. Yeah. Because otherwise, why should he trust her when it feels like he's just being shoved out? Yep. And so he's really not being all that unreasonable here. There is a way that you can have a a relationship with another person and be honest and open with them, but not tell them everything. Yeah, explain that it's it's got nothing to do with him it just is a thing that needs to be confidential for the safety of the the thing. Yeah. And for fuck's sake, as a military man, he should understand that. Oh, yeah. He very easily would be able to understand a need-to-know basis. Yeah. Every single person that knows about it endangers the plan exponentially more. Yes. And he'd be like, all right, we're good. But instead, she doesn't tell him anything, and he gets a little fucking pissy about it. Mm-hmm. And he kind of has the right to, I think. Yeah. It still just feels like childish drama to me that could oh, be yeah. solved with a tiny little bit of fucking communication. Because yeah. he also just fucks off while she's kind of sort of trying to communicate with him. Yeah. And apologize. And he's just like, nah, fuck you, I'm leaving. Let me know when you want to talk, and I'll come running. Dude, she's trying to talk to you. Right fucking now. So they're they're both at fault. Mm, Boy, that's good television. (laughs) Cut to Terra's where there's uh, some violation of privacy laws. Yeah. Terra's fucking dad has some serious boundary issues. And it was the entire source of the mom synopsis today. Which... Yeah, it's it's clear, obviously, that he has boundary issues regardless of this scene. But now him literally crossing her boundaries into her bedroom while she's not there yeah. just proves and demonstrates the point. Now, here is my question to you, Josh. Hmm. Was the door unlocked? Do you think the door was unlocked? I think the door was actually unlocked. I don't think that in any way makes it okay. Well, no. That's definitely the case. It's not okay, no matter whether the door was unlocked or not. But my assumption would be that someone who deals with trauma, who has a long history of trauma, Mm -hmm. obviously has a history of trauma related to privacy. 
mm-hmm. would not leave their fucking door unlocked. That also seems extraordinarily likely. And he seems like the kind of person who would go down to the front desk of this dorm room and throw his weight around as her father and probably the one who pays the rent on the place to get a key. Yep. And be a little big bitch about it until they let him in. Yep. So that he can snoop through her shit. I I strongly believe that he had to have done something, and I don't think she fucking for a second left that door unlocked. Now that you mention it- It does not fit the character. Now that you mention it, that makes perfect sense, and I think there's a- A lot of subtext story behind that. Oh, yeah. The dad continues with the uh, witchcraft is definitely lesbianism. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It's like you wanted me to see your picks up the most penis-shaped crystal he can find. Toys. (laughs) Not that she's into penises. No, but, you know, lesbians use dildos. Yeah, I suppose. Basically, oh. he's talking about her birthday getting closer and she's turning 20. We love you or something. We thought you'd get over this magic phase. You're turning 20 and you know that's when you... And then they cryptically omit the actual explanation for later exposition and suspense. You've got evil inside you. Evil is his one and only name. And she's like, it doesn't feel evil. Well, it is because you're evil. Evil? You wouldn't even help a lady with too many parcels across the street. Anyway, by the way, you're coming home with us. Be ready by morning. Yeet. I'm like, for fuck's sake, morning? There's a whole room full of shit here Look that how she much need to pack shit out. she has. How long right. does it take you to pack your shit, you stiff old fuck? Are you expecting her not to sleep? Seriously. Or worse, leave all, all the fucking shit behind? Like, give her some fucking notice. Also, she's right. going to college, dickbag. Yeah. What the fuck? We thought you'd outgrow it after, you know, a year. That's the voice for the father. (laughs) (laughs) Earlier, I was going for that fucking cartoon dog. I don't know his name. He's a beagle or something. Uh, Oh, yeah. Droopy. Droopy, yeah. yeah. Droopy. That wouldn't be too bad. You're coming home with us. (laughs) That's really, that's how pathetic he feels to me. Yeah. I'm like, he's, wow. He's definitely pathetic. But honestly, most abusers are. Mm-hmm. Most abusers are pathetic in many ways. I'm aware. They're just, you know, That's able why... to use their power in a way so that they don't seem pathetic to the person of which they are controlling. No, they still seem pathetic, but... You know, that's I think that's why a lot of abuse situations come from parents abusing their children because they raised them from an age so that they're conditioned to not understand or be able to escape. Yeah. Because if somebody just walks up to you and tries to pull their abusive shit, you can be like, (laughs) I'm going to go over here now. Yeah, fuck off. And it's over. There it is. Bye-bye. Yeah. Or you have an abusive girlfriend and you finally click one day and you're like, oh, Oh, you just needed me for a place to live and some money and some rides. Okay, bye now. I just want all of our listeners to know that if you have anyone abusing you in your life, you can, in fact, just be like, hey, fuck off. Leave. I'm done with you. And it doesn't matter if those are your parents. Yeah. Sometimes it especially needs to be done if you're if it's your yeah. parents. And we don't mean to belittle how difficult it is to do that. No, no. It I've, is it's very hard. I've had to do that. I just slowly, painfully peeled myself out of a very toxic six-year relationship. And I respect and appreciate how 
fucking difficult it is, but I promise you, it will not just be okay, it will be exponentially better. Yes. If you yes, yes, yes. if and when you do get yourself out of that situation. Well, this guy wants to fight with weapons. I've got to cover from A to Z. From axe to Z other axe. I'm fairly certain I said no interruptions. Uh, from there we go to, I guess it's Glory's place. I don't know. We haven't seen this place before, but it, she has a big ass fucking walk-in closet. and Yeah, I can't tell if she's got her own apartment or if she killed somebody. She probably just... Turned somebody crazy and is squatting oh, yeah, in their place. Uh, but the demon from earlier is chained up against the wall. Through him, she finds out that Buffy is a vampire slayer. Or sorry, a slayer of the vampire. <laughs> vampire. <laughs> a slayer? A fucking vampire slayer? Oh my god, how dreadfully common. <laughs> I mean, come on, Glory. One a generation? That's not that fucking common. Right, but you know, for somebody who fancies themselves a god or something, <laughs> are you a god? Well, no. Damn it, Ray! When somebody <laughs> asks if you're a god, you say yes. <laughs> so, anyway, she's like, "Well, go get your friends and kill her to this demon." Yep. Quote of the day here. She grabs his face at the end of the scene and says, You have the cutest little separating sores. Has anyone ever told you that? <laughs> Had you ever heard this word separating before in reference no. to sores? I thought she said separating. Yeah, that's what I thought. I didn't even think, it, think about it. Separating. S-U-P-P-U-R-A-T-I-N-G. Means pussy. Oh, God. <laughs> Moving on from that, please. Thank you. Huh. Fun thought experiment for all of you. Try spelling pussy. Can't do it, can you? Well, I can't spell much of anything very well, but definitely not that. It's, uh, yeah. And, uh, I mean, <laughs> funny story. I was working in an office for home care nurses when somebody told me that because, uh, yeah, I was transcribing nurses' notes and somebody was like, I don't remember how it came up, but they're like, try spelling pussy. And I was like, P-U-S-S-Y. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Maybe P-U-S-S-E-Y? Still. It still looks like pussy yeah. to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It's that's dirty. Just, okay. It's so dirty. It's yeah. just a fun joke. Anyway, cut, cut over to Tara's room. Yep, where it's apparently just after her dad left. Uh, Willow enters and uh, Willow wants to retry the demon locating spell. Right. Know. It's and really like, just her trying to get Willow to go to the bronze. You mean trying to get Tara to go to the or, bronze? Yeah, that's what I meant. No, I think she legitimately needed to do Scooby stuff and wanted to involve Tara because the bronze wasn't until tomorrow. Oh, yeah, you're right. Uh, it yeah, wasn't right. a surprise party. She knew it was happening. She did? Yeah. I, think, I have no idea. I think Willow was just <laughs> doing the organizing because Tara's too fucking shy. Yeah, that's fair. And but yeah, Tara doesn't want to do the spell. And she's like, well, it didn't work last time. And mm -hmm. I'm tired. Yeah. And that was the spell where she had thrown away the dust to specifically bork the spell. Yep. And because <laughs> uh, she wanted to. Well, she was afraid that the demon locating spell would locate her. Right. Exactly. And so Tara 
retracts and she kind of snaps a little bit. Yeah. She's like, you know, not everything's about your friends, Willow. There, I've got so much going on and, and and I'm just tired. And you can tell she's she's sorry. She, yeah. She didn't mean to snap she at her. She feels fucking awful right now. But she's got a lot, a lot of shit going on and she can't really confide in Willow about it because she's afraid she'll lose her. Yep. So she lets Willow leave looking all hurt puppy and dejected and it's really kind of sad. Yeah, and then she immediately starts digging through some books. Yep. Cut over to the magic box where Tara casts a spell on the Scoobies as yeah. they discuss the glory situation round table style. Yep. That's pretty much that whole scene. That's pretty much yeah. it. Uh, on to Willie's place. Willie's. Yeah, we haven't been here in a while and Willie's not here and that makes me fucking sad. Willie's, Willie's, I love Willie's. That's another British comedy reference that you should have seen. IT crowd, bro. I haven't watched all of IT Crowd. Anyway, fucking great episode. IT Crowd, check it out, everybody. Anyway, I'm sad that Willie isn't here. I know, right? What the fuck is that about? We better probably get more Willie. Probably they couldn't get... He wasn't available. Riley's <laughs> here to drink, and uh, a woman joins him at the bar. He's playing depressed sad boy, drinking alone at a yes. demon bar. Yeah, the, the fucking bartender's like, oh, you shouldn't be here. They don't like you here. If, if Willie, Willie were here, here, he'd kick you out. Well, Willie's not here. Why isn't Willie here? I need more Willie. <laughs> Give me all the Willies. Get over it, dude. It's, calm down. It's not that kind of bar. Woman said, the woman next to him saddles up to the bar and says, hey, I, I got Willies. I got a Willie. <laughs> <laughs> I'll Willie my teeth right into your neck. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Starting yeah. to get numb. <laughs> <laughs> but... He buys her a drink. He, he buys her a fucking tonic and or vodka tonic, and that's what she asked for. But vodka tonics are awful. Oh, yeah, it's just right. vodka and tonic water. Like, just do gin and tonic. Gin's way tastier. Yeah, like come on. I mean, it tastes like a car air freshener, but that's way tastier. <laughs> <laughs> vodka just tastes like alcohol, and so it's like I want carbonated alcohol. Yeah. Like, take that rubbing alcohol there and just carbonate it, and that's what I want. <laughs> And then there's martinis. Don't get me started on martinis. I want an olive-flavored alcohol. I, I love that. You sicken me. I, f- I fucking... I love... You make me sick. That's okay. That. Are these your shoes? No. Nah. Who loves kitty? Those Who loves are your kitty? shoes. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, I am sorry, my dear. My heart belongs to another... Plus, I enjoy having blood that continues to pump through said heart. You vampire bitch! <laughs> well, his actual line is, and I don't date vampires. They're never interested in my intellect. And I just like that. Yeah. Not quite a quote of the day, but I thought it was fun. Yeah, so get away from my snack, you oh, snack. God. You're never going to get my snack. <sighs> Wait, I thought you were talking about willies earlier. Are we talking about willies or snakes? Snakes! And willies. <laughs> they're they're the same thing. Willies and snakes, snakes and willies, <laughs> willies and snakes and willies and snakes, willies. Snake. <laughs> so my question is, why would she try to pull this trick on a guy at a demon bar? Right. She could literally go to any human bar and do the same thing to a billion guys every night. Maybe it was opportunistic. Maybe she come in thinking, oh, I'm going to get a drink, and 
saw him there and just like, hey, shit, he's human. I human. might try to eat that. That's Suddenly, I'm feeling peckish. Yeah, exactly. So that that was all right. Suspicion confirmed, yeah. <laughs> but still, I was like, bitch, if you're looking for food, there's plenty of other places to do it. Oh yeah, like this man knows what he's doing. Yeah, that's my. That is the other part. It's like if a dude's in a demon bar. Uh, specifically a bar where there are demons nearby and like people can see that they are demons and dudes here he's kind of in the know why are you trying to eat someone who's in the know you're only safe while you're inside the bar the second you step out of the bar yeah they can all jump outside and just fuck your shit right up into oblivion yeah and nobody can stop them i like to imagine that that vampire is dead now that riley somehow killed her (laughs) Well, he can't stake her at the bar. No, no, after. He should have gone to another place with her. And that's and when that her, yeah. that's when that would have happened. Yeah. I would have liked to have seen that subplot. I, I agree. But they didn't. So from there we go to Spike's lair, where he is staring at the mannequin head with a, a blonde wig, just as Harmony gets home from shopping. Yeah. Shopping, 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 shopping. <laughs> shoes, 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 shoes. <laughs> God. We're not sexist, I promise. It's just a funny joke. <laughs> Nobody's ever going to listen to us ever again. Right. <laughs> no. Just... Honestly, I'm surprised that we have people listening to us already. Like <laughs> 23. Yeah. At least 23 people. <laughs> I think our entirety of our downloads are accounted for by these 23 people. <laughs> Harmony comes back with shopping bags. Shopping, shopping, shopping. Sorry. (laughs) Something about a great deal. And she killed the clerk to get it. Yeah. Spike's like, you didn't pay for it. It was a killer sale. Did you, Harmony? (laughs) 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 I'm going to go cry myself to sleep. So, uh, well, how else are you going to fall asleep? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Listening to somebody else cry. On a YouTube video looped. Right. <laughs> Ten hour loop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. Ha ha ha. She's a vampire. Oh, God, we get you it. You know that exists, right? That's I'm... gotta exist. A ten hour crying loop. It's probably on the dark web though. <laughs> <laughs> so Harmony's got word from the street that some demons are gonna go try to kill some, Buffy. Some Leah demons. <laughs> Leach. 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 demons yes and spike suits up and is out for a front seat of the show hey it's a pretty decent cover story i i think i thought well i think he was trying to fool himself yeah me thinks the boy doth protest (laughs) too much yet again yep so i knew he was gonna save her ass the second he put on his coat Mm -hmm. definitely Feel free to tell me if this next part gets a little too personal because I'm told I have boundary issues. But I'm a part. I am great, I am beautiful, and I want you to lose all arms turned to me because my name is a holy name and you won't listen. Campus. Campus, Tara walking alone, cousin Beth shows up. Super bitch, more like it. Right? Because yeah, the when- whole fucking scene is just her being awful. Um, completely indoctrinated into this abusive family. Yep. Because, you know, at first we get this impression that she's just some poor innocent that's been dragged into this family's nonsense. When Tara says she's not coming home, she's like, you 
Selfish bitch! Dad's been worried sick! We've got a house to take care of, and oh yeah, your friends will see the truth unless you can cast a spell on them or some- <gasps> No! You didn't! I sure did! Mm, what you gonna do about it? You gonna uncast it? No, I didn't think so, because you're not a witch. You're just a <laughs> demon, because you're a woman. And then you're in a shitty family. <laughs> so, no, but really, Terry's like, just so they won't see the demon part of me. Yeah, that's, I mean, and Beth's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell your dad. I'm telling. Like, what the fuck is her dad gonna do? Beat her with a switch? He might. Yeah. And he'll be arrested because she's a fucking adult. And he's gonna give her that look that just makes me want to, it does actually make me throw up a little bit in my mouth. Just. The shape of his mouth, that turtle-like... He's yeah. like Mitch McConnell. <laughs> except not as old yet. I'm Man. sorry. That actor is probably very talented and not really like that. But No. I he mean, a, he, the part he is playing is effective. Yes. But, no, like, my biggest thing with this whole fucking storyline, though, is like, what the fuck is he gonna do? She's a goddamn adult. She's an adult. He can't fucking legally do anything. No, he really can't. But... What parent? I know somebody my age still dealing with this kind of abuse from their parents. She she lives a little further down south, and her mom one time called into the hospital and pretended to be her to get private medical information about her. Whoa! Yeah, and they paid for her house so that they could be as financially wound up in her shit as possible so they can continue wow. to control her throughout adulthood to the point where if she where she can't unfuck herself she's practically married to her parents financially That's fucked it, like there are some sick fuck abusive parents out there and Tara is frankly lucky yeah. that she has the option to just walk away from it without consequence yeah oh fuck that god damn yeah anyway so from there we go to the magic shop where buffy's in back training willow's in the front of the store uh willow hears the door goes and checks the door and opens the door to find several fucking demons just hanging out being like hey what's up <laughs> Trick or treat. <laughs> Trick or treat, motherfucker. <laughs> but Willow sees nothing. Yeah, Willow sees nothing. I see nothing. She slams the door in their face, and I fucking love it. <laughs> and they're like, oh, when did we become invisible? <laughs> Apparently right Goodness now. Goodness me. <laughs> oh, duh. <laughs> Back to campus real quick with Beth and Tara. Yeah. She's like, you are so out of control. You lie to them and cast spells on them. You must be a demon. Daddy's going to force you to come home. I know it's not her dad, but whatever. Yeah. And blah, blah, blah. All that kind of abusive horse shit. Back to the magic box. I think it would have worked better if it had been her sister. Right. Yeah. My cousin like, seems odd. Yeah. I'm like, like odd what the hell happened there? How did she get wrapped up in that yeah. shit? I don't know. It's like what? Her douchebag's brother, Beth's father, isn't doing the same shit to Beth. So like, like, why is Beth with them? Did somehow he get the cousin away from his brother or something? And because he needed a slave, he's like, hey, brother, give me one of your children Probably for a slave. in jail or dead or something. Yeah. 
who knows yeah and i i think where they were where they were trying to go with this is it's easier to distance yourself emotionally from a cousin than it is a direct sibling yeah but they did a great job of making us and her appear to hate the shit out of johnny yeah so uh, i feel like they could have just as easily done that with a sister but it's clearly a patriarchal family that's kind of the whole point of this episode is uh, we'll get to that yes so at the magic box, yeah, the de- I love this bit. The demons are walking around like confused. They're like, "Why? Why can't they see us?" What, but what the hell? Enjoying it, nevertheless. Yes. And uh, one of them is like sniffing around right behind Dawn while she's just fucking with a snow globe. And they're just sneaking throughout the place. There's at least three of them just wandering around loose and. Finally, one sneaks up on Buffy in the training room and attacks her and got her down on the ground. And she's like, what the fuck is going on? Calls out to the Scooby gang who's like, what the fuck is going on? And the first thing they see is Xander fighting with this invisible entity, trying to get into the training room. And it knocks him over and it's got him on his back now. It's around this time, Spike shows up and comes in the back door i guess yeah well he comes in the back door and just kind of sits there to watch and uh then he realizes that buffy can't fucking see them or something or that she's at least losing and then he joins in on the fight yeah he's trying to enjoy watching her suffer yeah for two seconds and that's about all he can take before (laughs) he's like Oh, sod it. <laughs> Fuck. And he's like, uh, at, least I I get, guess. at least I get to kick a demon's ass. Right. Uh, or at least I'll get to kick a demon's ass. Yeah. Anyway, that's more Spike. So, yeah, he joins in the, in the fray, uh, knocks one of the demons off Buffy, kills the one, and she runs out front because she doesn't see Spike struggling with the other demon. <laughs> I As she runs past him, he's like, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Uh, so Willow knocks the one out that's on top of Xander with a chair. Yes. Giles is ushering Don under the desk for safety, and he's just kind of hanging out with Don and not really getting in on the action per se, because he's the one that knows how important it is to protect Don. Yes. Only him and Buffy at this point know yep. that. And uh, Tara enters, and she warns Buffy that there's a demon coming up behind her. Yeah, because she can see him, obviously. Yeah, I mean, she had no idea that there were going to be demons suddenly attacking right after she cast this demon invisibility spell. You know, which, if you thought for five seconds about it, Tara would have been like, maybe this is a bad idea. This particular group of people seems to encounter demons much more commonly than any other group of humans I've ever met in my life. It couldn't possibly have negative repercussions that I'm making them blind to all demons. Except for immediately. So, (laughs) she quickly lifts the spell. Yes. And uh, Buffy curb stomps this last demon... Yeah, just as Tara's dad and cousin come in and brother, they're like, oh, my God, what is that? <laughs> well, it's a fucking demon, you dumbass. Seems like you would know since you think since you seem to think that your daughter is one or, you know, some kind of demon. Yeah. Buffy's like, you cast this spell. You almost got us killed. And Tara's like, well, shit, I'll just go then. Tara kind of breaks down and confesses of what's going on. And, you know, her dad basically explains that the women in their family have demons in them. Yeah. Sadly, no one punches him in the face as he keeps interrupting Willow. God, he doesn't get punched at all. I know. And he's 
he's telling Willow, it's not your decision, young lady. And I'm like, don't you fucking young lady, Willow. Right? I will fucking cut your balls off. And it's so- She needs to fucking, she needs to win Guardian Leviosa a stick up his ass. <laughs> I'm not sure there'd be room with the entire Republican Party up there. And so- Okay, down his throat. How's that sound? Fine. Good. Um, but I mean, bitch, no one fucking asked you. Guess what? Your daughter's a fucking adult. Right. She should throw you on the ground. Because you're not a cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's not his fucking decision either. No. And, and he, keeps a- he keeps acting like she's, what, fucking 10 years old or some seriously. shit. And so, or 16, you know, like she, like he still has some sort of legal sway over her. So Tara's like finally answering Willow's question very timidly because it's in front of her father. Uh, she says, no, I don't want to leave. It's the question she's answering. And yeah. then my heart cockles get all tingly because <laughs> it is painfully obvious. Tara does not want to leave with this gang of abusers. Oh, dude, I, I was tearing up. And all the Scoobies step forward and are like motherfucker you're gonna have to go through me starting with buffy yeah who just not 10 minutes 10 20 minutes ago was like who is this girl yeah because well her response i can't is, be buggered to go to her birthday party i guess i'm gonna for willow her, and now she's like this bitch family yeah. and you can go fuck yourself but you know witnessing that kind of abuse will bring that oh, out oh yeah yeah but her line is you want her take her but you gotta go through me first. Cue the tearing up. Yep. And my favorite part, though, because Dawn is like, and me, and steps up beside Buffy. Mm-hmm. And the dad is like, I'm not gonna be threatened by two little girls. And this is my quote of the day here. Dawn says, well, you don't want to mess with us. Buffy looks at it. Dawn and says, she's a hair puller. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, and I had another quote of the day just shortly after that, because Giles is like... Well, it's not just little girls that you're dealing with. Yeah. Xander says, you're dealing with all of us. <laughs> Spike in the background. Except me. Except for Spike. Yeah. I don't care what happens. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite part. Yeah. <laughs> so Beth is like, yeah, w- yeah, well, enjoy your disgusting demon then. Anya raises her hand. She's like, uh, um. What kind? Oh, honey. <laughs> you just said the word demon to the wrong fucking group of people. Yeah. So, so you people are stupid and don't know what you're talking about. It's pretty obvious. Dad's like, oh, but that's where she gets her magical powers from. It's the demon in her. All of the women in our family. <laughs> nope. Got to narrow it down, fuckface. Yep. Spike to the rescue. <laughs> he just fucking walks up, turns Tara around and punches her in the fucking nose. They put it to the old chip in the head test. <laughs> Foolproof, I tells you. I fucking laughed my ass <laughs> off at this part. Oh my God. Yeah. But hey, it immediately fucking says, oh, look, she's not a fucking demon. Yeah, he, I love it. He's like, oh, I'll see what's going on here. Bam. <laughs> Zap. <laughs> ah, shit. Nope, she's not a demon. Because it wouldn't have hurt Spike if she was. So, guess what? Fuck off, Dad, and take the Republican Party with you, <laughs> you Puritan fuck. Beth's last line before they leave is like, are you happy now? And just the best 
Tara doesn't say anything, but the camera looks at her and just the look on her face is just perfect, beautiful physical acting. Now, here's what Tara says. That is an excellent question. (laughs) I'm so glad you asked me that. And the answer is yes. I'm not in your room. I'm in the hallway. The hallway doesn't belong to you. Mom, I can stand in the hallway, right? My friend Sharon's older brother knows a girl who died because she choked on her boyfriend's tongue. Because you know where they get to go, Rex. Where? The bronze. Goddamn. Pretty party party. Woo. And it's basically a party montage. Woo. Yeah. Oh, man. Everybody's having a great time. Everybody brought gifts for Tara and shit. And I always feel like that's really awkward when people bring gifts into the place where right. you're hanging out. I'm yeah. like, can we do that at home? Yeah. I don't want to have to, hey, look, look at, at all, all the shit stuff I, I got. got. Yeah. Hey, look, I have stuff that's probably expensive. Rob me. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just, I find it embarrassing. Hey, look at all the toys that people got me. Isn't this neat? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I just want to hang out and play pool. Can we do that? And then someone gives you a dildo, and then it's just awkward. <laughs> exactly what I've always wanted. <laughs> Quick, let's give it a test run. <laughs> oh, a fake Willy. I wanted a real one. My favorite little part in all the little scenes that they show is that Dawn got her a broom. <laughs> right? <laughs> and not like a witch's broom, like a normal broom. Well, I mean... A witch's broom, you'd figure it was like an old school broom. Have you seen Hocus Pocus? Anything that cleans the floor. Oh, okay. You can ride it. You can ride a fucking vacuum cleaner. (laughs) Uh, Riley shows up a little late to the party. I wonder what he was off doing. Not killing a vampire. Definitely not fucking her anyway. We know that. Hopefully he was killing her. It's still a form of penetration. I call it cheating. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway. Oh, there's a bit where... Tara is explaining to Anya the joke that she made earlier. And Anya's like, well, it's, I get it. It's just still not funny. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And uh, Buffy and Riley kiss and make up. We get the obligatory anti-alcohol ad where Don's like, this place is so cool. Except I have to wear the stupid stamp on my hand. Xander's like, well, that's to keep you from boozing it up. Oh, please. Only losers drink alcohol. As they're all drinking alcohol. As we see the entire Scooby gang looks sheepishly away because they're definitely drinking alcohol. Yep. <laughs> but uh, I just want to say, I'm really glad that this is how they ended the episode. Cause I was really afraid at the beginning of the episode when they said, Oh, by the way, everybody, Tara's birthday party at the bronze tonight. I thought we were going to get this party in the middle of the episode and everybody was going to have something better to do and not go to the party. Oh, and yeah, then that only completely magnify Tara's theory that they all hate her. Yeah, and then we'd but it have is to, not that. And then we'd have to deal with that fucking drag for another three episodes or at something. At least, at least. God, so I'm just really happy it ended this way. Cue the part of the episode that just warms your fucking heart cockles. Yeah. Like, oh my God. Stick it right on the campfire. Yeah. Let it combust. Right, right down in the coals, even. Like, mm-hmm. Right where all the heat is. Stick some chocolate on it, some graham uh, crackers around it. Anyway, Willow and Tara go dancing. Yeah. And Oh, right. The heart cockles. Willow's line is my actual quote of the day, but Tara tees it up. Because Willow's like, oh, why didn't you tell me about your family? And Tara says that I was just afraid if you saw the kind of people I came from. Wait, do, you want, do you want me to read? I, I've got all this, too. Okay. Do you want me to read one? Uh, go ahead and read Tara. 
I was just afraid if you saw the kind of people I came from, you wouldn't want to be anywhere near me. See, that's where you're a dummy. I think about what you grew up with, and then I look at what you are, and it makes me proud. It makes me love you more. Just... Yeah. Oh my god. Tara finishes off the episode with, Even when I'm at my worst, you always make me feel special. How do you do that? Magic! <laughs> Magical land of make-believe. Imagination. No, it really is touching, guys. No, it's, no. It's nothing like, like that at all. Oh, uh, I, I had to take a moment. Oh. As they're dancing, the camera moves out, and they're fucking floating a foot off the fucking floor. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was a nice touch. Yeah. I'm sure nobody noticed that. Gerarg. Gerarg. Is this for me? I must be ready. I need my strength. strength. Give, 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 give me more! Night, I shall give, walk give, in here. Hold on. You've got something here, huh? Yeah, how'd you feel about this episode, Rex? I fucking loved this episode. It was fantastic. It like, was good. It was paced well. The acting was fantastic. The writing was great. Mm-hmm. I mean, Tara's family was fucking awful, but like they were meant to be. Mm-hmm. And like the logic of that family is fucking awful, but it's also meant to be. I just don't really have anything bad to say. No, I, I love that they came back and tied up some loose ends that they set up foreshadowing for several episodes ago. Well, and more than that, halfway in last season. Like, they did, they did the fucking demon finding spell last season. Yeah, I was going to say that that was a while ago. No, this is, this is a lot of great payoff for something that was very subtly added in, mm-hmm. like, bit by bit. I, I loved it. I I'm, loved it. I'm really enjoying the slow buildup of the culmination of Spike having feelings for Buffy. Yeah. And it's not just some weird sexual frustration. Now he's showing up and helping her with fights. Uh, we've never seen that kind of initiative from him before. Yeah. I have mixed feelings on that subject, but we will eventually get there. Sure. Now sure, is sure, not the sure. time for that conversation. I guess but, not. Yeah. My final word is I fucking loved it. It was a great episode. It didn't feel remotely like filler. There was a little bit about glory and the main story arc, but it was all great characterization. Fucking loved it. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. There it is. Do you have a quote of the There's day? so much less to talk about when yeah. you liked the episode. It's that a little much. harder. Yeah. Oh, well, what are you going to do? I do have a quote of the day, Rex. And what is that quote of the day? I'm going to go with uh, Xander and Spike. Xander says, you're dealing with all of us. Spike says, except me. Xander says, except Spike. I don't care what happens. I thought that was the funniest part of the episode, personally. No, that was fucking great. Mm Mm-hmm. Because um, we know he really doesn't. Right? <laughs> he really doesn't it's, care. It's not about Buffy. He doesn't give a shit. No. No. Definitely not. He's so honest. Um, I'm going to go with a Giles line when they're talking about gifts and whatnot. And they're not them saying they don't know what to get Tara because they don't really know her. And Giles says, you're in a magic shop and you can't think what Tara would like. I believe you're both profoundly stupid. But... My runner-up is Xander. So Xander replies to that with, "Well, we don't know. We don't really know what kind of things witches like. 
what are we going to get her? Some cheesy crystal ball? And the runner-up is Giles' reply to that, where he says, you bloody well better not. I've got mine already wrapped. <laughs> but no, I just really like that uh, Xander calls it a cheesy crystal ball, and he's like, no, I already fucking got her a cheesy <laughs> crystal ball. You fucking better not. Yeah. <laughs> and they are profoundly stupid in that moment. So, yes. you know, thank you, Giles, for calling him how he sees him. Calls him how he sees him. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. So this has been another episode of Beer with Buffy. Damn right. As always, you can uh, find us on Facebook, Beer with Buffy. Uh, you can join our Facebook group. Links to all this stuff is on our webpage, beerwithbuffy.com. You can find link to our Twitter there, at Beer with Buffy. You can find a link to our iTunes to give us a review. Number one way that you can help our podcast is an iTunes review. If you'd like to support our show financially, you can do that at patreon.com slash beerwithbuffy. If you'd like to support us and get shit when you do, you can do that at beerwithbuffy.com slash shop where we have some mugs and stickers and t-shirts and even a tote bag. Woo, tote bags. Uh, we have both Beer with Buffy and Ale with Angel logo stuff on that site. Brand new store. Very, very fucking happy with it so far. Very, very nice. Yes, very, very nice. Uh, if you'd like to get in touch with us and tell us what you really think, you can do that at... Uh, beerwithbuffy at gmail.com via email or you can give us a call through our voicemail or text the number 269-743-0783 and as always uh, thank you very much for our transition music by JJ Treadway this has been Beer with Buffy I'm Rex I'm Josh have a good night done why are we watching this <laughs>